The Corby sailed away. Oh, we put to sea on the 12th of May. The Corby sailed away. And we thought we'd have a holiday. The Corby sailed Oh, we never thought we'd have to stay. The Corby sailed For a thousand a day. The Corby sailed away. We get it. We're sailing for Corby. It's right there. You can stop now. Seriously, I'll give you two buckets of chum if you stop. Where'd you get chum? I don't have any. They don't know that. Three buckets? How's it going? Any luck? I don't know. I left the battery out all day, so it should... It's green. Steffi, Seth, it's green. What does that mean? What does green mean? I did it! It's working! It's working? It's on the air. It was the battery. I just needed a solar battery instead of that other one you found. Olafor gave me this one in exchange for three yards of rope, and I just plugged it in and made sure the dial was set. Are you saying we're broadcasting? Now? I think so. In theory, yes. You're live. If you want to say something while they stop singing? Oh my God, finally, all my blessings are here at once. I should, okay then, um, on sea or whoever is listening whoever we are reaching wherever you may be a big hello to you my name is stephanie wayne and this is outside time or maybe it's not we haven't decided on a name or if we even need a new name apologies listeners as you know, it has been quite some time since I've been on the air and it seems my host muscles are a little rusty. But believe me when I say I am relieved to be back. To be back on the radio, to be back in your ears. And I am sure you are just as relieved as I am. You can finally be reassured that I am alive after having heard nothing from me for such a long time. For how long has it been? A year and about three months, I think. A year and three months. Can you believe it? It feels even longer than that. It feels like a lifetime. But don't worry, listeners. I am alive and well. Ingrid is alive too. I am also alive. Yes, of course. My producer Ingrid is here with me. The last time you heard our voices, we were reporting live from an event that turned out to be... <sighs> Well, we weren't to know. There was no way of knowing that we were about to be at the centre of what can only be described as a supernatural massacre, a horror show, a, a tragedy. But more on this in a moment. First, some messages. What? This is where the adverts used to go. But we don't have any. Oh, my tummy is rumbling. Must be time for some of Gunther's delicious fish and loaves. When you're living at sea, there isn't much choice. So when your menu options are fish, fish or seaweed for you vegetarians out there, why would you not simply go for the best? Gunter's Fish and Loaves. You just loaves to have it. What are you doing? This is how you get sponsors, Ingrid. Ingrid, have you ever been scrubbing and scrubbing your clothes at sea and you simply can't get that damn salt water smell out? Well, I think I have found the solution. I have been paying Margaret to wash my clothes for me and she gets them softer than I ever could. That's right. 
Go to Margaret today and tell her Stephanie Wayne sent you. Margaret, for all your washing needs. Steph, I think she does them for free. Margaret? No, she's pretty reasonable though. She does mine for free. Then why am I paying her? Why does she... Cut this out, please. We can't cut things, this is live. Right, yes, of course, the listeners. You probably want to hear where I've been. You've probably been tuned into this station, the station on which we broadcast that fateful night. You probably want to hear how it all ended. Allow me to set the scene. The atmosphere is incredible. The sense of rebellion rippling through the air, the music blaring. Everyone was excited to be there. I can't tell you how many people I heard say that night that they were delighted that they had made the decision of their own free will to attend this event completely uninfluenced by anyone else. No one was to know. It was Greg who was the first. I remember his head just sort of... Do we have to do this? Not everyone was there, Ingrid. Not everyone has that night seared into their memories like we do, and it's my job to keep the listeners informed. I am a reporter, a truth-teller. It's my job. As I was saying, Greg's head exploded. Of course, everyone began to panic. We were being attacked by invisible creatures. I went to grab Poppy, my girlfriend. Girlfriend? Well, I haven't seen her in a year and a half, so... Technically, we never broke up. But, as you know, I like to keep my private life off the air. So you brought it up. You said girlfriend. I was just asking for some clarification. I went to grab Poppy, one of our show's former sponsors, but just as I reached her, she disappeared behind Mac's ice cream van quite calmly. And when I followed her, she was gone. There was no one there. Well, except the corpses of two young lovers who had clearly taken to the shadows for some privacy. When I turned back around, I couldn't see Ingrid anywhere. I've told you I didn't just leave you, I ran with the crowds. Most people started running into the sea or down the pier until they were eventually pushed into the sea. I thought you were right behind me. Well, you came back for me. You're welcome. Do you want to tell our listeners what happened? I'm not even sure if anyone's listening. As Ingrid ran towards the end of the pier, she saw Yorgos by his sushi stand, waving his knife around in the air, trying to kill these invisible beings. Suddenly, she realised Yorgos must have used a boat to get to shore that day. She grabbed his arm and told him to show her where the boat was, and just as she pulled him towards her, bang! His sushi stand flew up into the air as if a giant invisible ball had charged right through it. She saved his life. Well, yeah, that's what people are saying. Of course, there's no way to really know what would have happened to him if I hadn't... Then you waited for me. He wasn't too pleased, but I had just saved him, so I made him wait for you to catch up. And he brought us back to the fisher people. Fisher folk. He brought us back to the fishing folk, and we have been living on their boats ever since. They've been very good to us. Well, I even have a fisher boyfriend now, Johan. I suppose you could say it's a fishy fairy tale. Who are you saying that to? I'm not sure your boyfriend is report-worthy news. Who are we saying any of this to? Who are we doing this for? When we got the radio up and running, I was hoping it might feel like we were connecting with people, but it just feels like you're talking into a box. Look, I can't see a single light in Corby. I thought once we sailed close enough, we might be able to see some signs of life. Or at least once it got dark, maybe a few lights. It looks deserted. You don't know that. There may be a power cut or... Today could be one of those turn your lights off things to raise awareness for global warming or... or... 
Or it could have been a busy day and everyone has gone to bed early. Call Beyond C. If you are listening, turn on your lights for us as a sign. Let us know you are there. Turn on your lights. Now. Good evening. I'm bringing you your third and final fish meal of the day. Ingrid, for you I have added extra grains. Stephanie. Ingrid, tonight you have the honour of having the fish with the biggest eyes. Sylvie wanted it as she needs the good luck in her final weeks of pregnancy, but I got there first so that you could benefit from the luck of eating its watchful eyes. Shh, Helga, look. We are waiting for a sign. I am your sign. Your sign to be quiet and fill your bellies with fish. Ingrid, gentle Ingrid, I have made some special rice pudding for dessert for you also. Thank you, Helga. A light! A light! Look! There! It's a light! They're listening. Maybe they're just going to the loo. I asked for a sign and they have sent it. We have listeners. So we have to give them something to listen to. Helga! What? Please, eat your fish meal. There is no time. This is very exciting. Is it? You may not know this, but before I was part of your community, I had a very important job on land. I was a radio host. So, you see, how do I explain this? You know you can hear me talking now. Well, it was like this, except my voice would be coming out of a box. You hosted outside time. Yes, we know. We all know. Oh, a fan. Even better. Well, if you remember, my show was all about delivering the truth to my listeners, opening their eyes and minds to the lives of people in Corby-on-Sea, and now we're back on the air. Would you like to be my first guest? Uh, I really must go. There are nets to wash, crabs to shell, other people to be in the presence of. Ingrid, care to join me? Thank you, Helga. Please, take a seat. Well, listeners, this is very exciting. I have a real-life fisherwoman. Fisher maiden. Yes, a real-life fisher madame here with us today. Helga, we have been living with you for a year and three months now, and I still can't wrap my head around many of your customs. How would you sum up life here on the waves? Simple. Oh, I thought, I thought that was the beginning of a more expansive answer. Could you maybe elaborate for me? <laughs> yes. Most of the fisher folk who live here on the boats have done so all their lives. It is very rare for people to join us who have not been born and raised on the sea. It is even rarer for one of our own to bring back outsiders and make us all accept them. So you can ask any of the fisher folk and they will tell you they have no problem understanding our customs as they have been here all their lives. However, because you have sat me down and pointed this microphone at me and because Ingrid, Angelic Ingrid, is supporting you in this venture, I will try to explain to you the customs that you and only you have struggled to grasp. We are a community of workers. We help each other in any way we can. 
We fish so we can eat. We eat so we can fish. We swim to stay fit. We stay fit so we can wrestle on Wednesdays. We praise Poseidon and offer him a sacrifice every storm so that he may never blight us with one again. As I said, our ways are simple. When you say sacrifice, what exactly do you mean? Poseidon curses those who displease him by casting a storm upon them. We must keep him content through music, of course, but on the occasion someone has displeased him, we must find the perpetrator and sacrifice them. Wait, what? Sacrifice? How have I not noticed this? Ingrid, sweet Ingrid, you know this. Remember uh, several weeks ago at the the bi-monthly Bring Your Own Boat Ball when you told me you saw Stefan urinating overboard? Oh, God. Three nights later, the waves rocked our boats wildly and the winds shook our sails and Stefan was sacrificed. Because of me? No, 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 uh, unless you were the one who told him to empty his bladder into the home of Poseidon outside of our weekly waste-dumping ritual. I thought he just changed boating party. He went on the deep-water fishing expedition and... Oh, God. That wasn't a deep-water fishing expedition, was it? What about the offshore lobster search that Bjorn never came back from? They didn't even come back with any lobsters. Well, this is quite a revelation. Sacrificing members of your own community in cold blood. But we had a storm only a few nights ago. This doesn't happen every time, does it? Ingrid. Wonderful, Ingrid. What do you think the octopus research team are really doing? Researching octopi, obviously. Oh, if you listen carefully, you can hear them now. That's them. The sacrifice song really does carry on the wind, doesn't it? I feel sick. You know, this is the only shanty I quite enjoy. It's catchy. It's our most basic of songs, so I can't say I'm surprised you like it. I have to say, Helga, this way of life will seem very strange to our listeners in Corby on Sea. I am not concerned with these opinions. For the benefit of our listeners, would you say this community is ruled more by the will of the gods? Would you perhaps describe this as a lawless society? What with murder going unpunished? Oh, Stephanie, silly Stephanie, why would we punish murder? It is a very important part of our customs and lives here upon the waves. When you say murder is a very important part, what do you mean? The fisher folk are expected to have sacrificed at least one human life before they turn 30. I have sacrificed three, as you can see from my uh, tattoo here. That's what those tattoos mean. Johan has one. Oh, yes, I see. You have three men in yours. What's that fish doing to them? Uh... Oh, wait, no. No, I see it. Graphic. Uh, you have no problem sacrificing people, obviously. Do you ever let people just leave? What? Say you have a couple of great new members of your thriving community who really didn't think they could stomach another one of your fish meals and actually weren't huge fans of Wednesday wrestling and they had just found themselves to be the closest they have been in over a year to a place they once called home. Would there be a way for them to maybe get a lift back to land. Steph, what are you doing? No, Stephanie, ignorant Stephanie. No, 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 we, we do not go back to shore, especially since the people of the land seem to have summoned those monstrous beings. 
A special party may now go back once a year for medical supplies, or men, and only men, may go to sell fish, although business has been slow since your little party. It wasn't my party. I don't think anyone would call it my party. Others must stay on the boats, lest you lose your sea legs. The only way to leave the boat is through banishment, by breaking our laws, or sacrifice by bringing storms upon us. Breaking the law, which probably runs a risk of ending in sacrifice rather than banishment. Hold on, you just went over what happened the last time we were there. You can't leave. I wish I could help you, Stephanie. Unintelligent Stephanie. All right, easy. But I can't. Believe me, I, I really, truly, honestly wish that I could help you leave. Why would you want to go back? Look, there are still people. They turned on their lights for us. Don't you feel it pulling you back? We just left everyone behind and we have no idea what's happening there. Who survived? What happened? I have a life here now. I have a boyfriend. We had lives there. And the last time I saw Johan, he had fish bones in his beard. There is no way you like him. You just had a tiny cabin before you moved into his. And his bed is stuffed with sea sponge instead of old nets. Ingrid also now gets weekly seaweed massages in Johan's cabin. What? He is nice to me. He listens to me. He values my time and my opinion. Of course he listens to you. I don't think I've ever heard him speak. And you know I value your time. And if I didn't, I wouldn't want you to leave with me, would I? We have observed the way you interact with each other. As if you have known each other for a long time. Thank you, Helga. We have. I have not finished. And we observe that for old friends, like yourself, the lack of respect shown by Stephanie sickens us to our stomach. All of our stomach. Oh, get off your tall ship, Helga. You live in a society that celebrates murder. This is why you will never fit in here, Stephanie. Weak, Stephanie, because you don't know the power and joy of pleasing Poseidon. Well, the joke's on you, Helga. We have already sacrificed someone. Steph! You have? Simon, my old producer. So you can go and tell all your fishy friends that Stephanie Wayne pleases Poseidon. She pleases Poseidon very much. Well, Stephanie, I can say for the first time, probably the first time any of the fisher folk have said this regarding you, I am impressed. You have sacrificed someone. Well, we must give you your tattoos. Oh, well, I mean, actually, sacrifice is a strong word. I think I got a bit carried away there. Just responsible for an accident that may or may not have resulted in serious... Uh... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say sacrificed. And we did drop off his body, drop him off outside the hospital. We don't know, he might have pulled through. There was a quite significant sounding crunch when he hit the floor, though. He landed on his ukulele, it might have just been that. Excuse me? Wait, it actually may have broken his fall a bit. A ukulele? Well, it might have been a mandolin. You caused a man to break his musical instrument. I'm confused by your tone. We killed a man? Possibly. You broke? His musical instrument. Indirectly, yes. Musical instruments are our only true communication with the gods. Song is the most pleasing form of prayer. To break a man's musical instrument is, is, is to condemn him to a life of purposeless wandering. Well, we think he died anyway. You have broken our laws. Oh, we have? Well, Ingrid. Precious Ingrid, D did you do this? Did you, Ingrid of Cabin Johan, did you break a man's musical instrument? Well, he fell on it, so no, it wasn't... Excellent, I take your word. Stephanie. Worthless Stephanie. OK, you really are taking that too far now. You have broken the laws of the waves. We must ask you to leave us before Poseidon damns us with winds and rain and we are forced to sacrifice you. Helga, wait. I'm sorry, Ingrid. 
Oh, I thought I heard Poseidon say, Leave them, Corby, leave them. Just pump, build, and then be late. And it's time for us to leave them. Stephanie Wayne, it is my duty to announce and proclaim upon the seas that you are hereby banished from the fisher folk. May your banishment appease Poseidon. If his thirst for justice remains unquenched, may he strike you down on the seas, away from our blameless community. Well, thanks for your well wishes, Helga. Come on, Ingrid. What? As a symbol of our active banishment, we will give you the means to put many a wave between yourself and our people. You may take this small boat and some oars, but this is the last the fisher folk will offer you. You are in Poseidon's hands now. Well, I'm taking this radio and the battery. Okay, well, I'm just going to grab a couple of those beers for the journey. No? Okay. Good to see where your priorities are. I'll just take the radio then. Surely you can understand why I'm upset. I just really wish you'd told me that's what your tattoo means. Johan, say something. Maybe if you learned to communicate, we wouldn't be... I mean, usually murder or sacrifice is something couples would disclose to one another. Well, Corby on sea, it would appear I am being banished. I am now in a very small, potentially slightly leaky boat. I feel like Helga would have picked this one out for me on her own. I'm sorry, Helga. Ingrid, darling, Ingrid, you have done nothing wrong. You, you are welcome to stay here indefinitely. What are you doing? I don't belong here. Oh, there's a scarf I was knitting for you. It's in my... Johan's cabin. Finish it. It's yours. I will treasure it. OK, this is all very moving, but the oars, if you wouldn't mind, Helga. Thank you. Thank you. We will talk about this later. I think you've made the right choice. I really do. I think this is the right thing, the good thing to do. For you, for me, for our listeners. Maybe this is the beginning of our great return to Corby, our mission to save you all, our adventure to rescue lost loved ones and defeat the invisible evils of this world. May the seas be calm and your oars be swift. Corby on sea, Ingrid is taking the oars. But don't be worried for us, Corby. We can see you in the distance. I see you've turned your lights back off. Maybe, if you're listening, you could turn them on again so we have something clear to mark the way. That's okay. I, I think there might be a delay. Just turn your lights on when you hear this. We can still see you, even in the dark. We just need to row in a straight line. I will keep our new equipment away from the water while Ingrid rows. Let's go, Ingrid. We are on our way, Corby. We will see you on the land. I have been Stephanie Wayne, and this has been Outside Time, coming to you from, well, the ocean. Until next time. Oh, keep it steady, Ingrid. Just sign off. Okay. Bye. Thank you. 
This episode of The People Outside was written by Laura McGrady. Ingrid was played by Bella Heeson, Helga was played by Shamira Turner, and Stephanie was played by me, Helen Duff. Sea Shanties were written and performed by Nico Brown. Sound design by Kieran Lucas. The producer was Oliver Seymour, and the creative director was William Drew. Series 2 of The People Outside is made with the support of Arts Council England. Visit our website, www.thepeopleoutside.com, to find out more and listen to other episodes.